welcome to Candy Bar Anthem Boy, a series where I, Mike Rappin, discuss the Netflix original series Sweet Tooth, live on the iRead Comic Books Discord stage with anyone and everyone who wants to chat. Every week we'll be discussing one episode of the TV series and chatting about the comic of the same name by Jeff Lemire, originally published by Vertigo Comics. Now let's get into the show. You know, we're talking about episode seven today. We're talking about the episode titled When Pubba Met Birdie. Uh, I didn't write down the runtime on this episode, but as I have been for the last six episodes, I am joined by my good friend, Danny. Danny, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Mike, how's it going? Uh, today's episode was 39 minutes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I appreciate uh, the, uh, the the details there. Of course. Um, yeah, I'm just here to pick up on all the stuff that we may be uh not keen on but yeah this was uh man i'm excited for this one yeah this was a killer episode uh i want to say full spoilers ahead for episode seven of sweet tooth you've been warned if you haven't watched it you probably should hit pause go watch that episode and then come back um yeah today's episode i guess when Pubba met Birdie is right on the nose of what we're going to be talking about. I mean, at the end of episode six we had so many climactic things happen that my thought is, my first thought is, uh, is that going to be the end of the storyline for some of these other bits and pieces of Sweet Tooth? Are we just going to be seeing what's happening with Gus and uh, supposedly what's happened with with his dad and how his mom met his dad? Will we meet his mom? I mean, I have a 500 questions about this episode. Um, But I mean, those were the two major threats. You know, it was Gus, Bear, and um, Papa, excuse me, Gus, Bear, and Jeopard trying to find Gus's mom's house. It was a very easy task. And on the opposite side of things, we've got this story about how Gus's dad met his mom, Bertie. I guess his name was, what, Richard Fox, I think they said his name was? Yeah. Um, like, what is it with dystopian shows and having guys named Rick? I don't know. I, that's That was my other question. But anyways, yeah, th- those are the two storylines for this episode. And I was kind of going out of my mind with just wanting answers and follow-up from the end of last episode. Danny, what did you think? I mean, I think this this episode, uh, from the beginning, like, it just, you know, it presents new stuff. I think my favorite thing is that, yes, we still have a lot of uh, questions unanswered, but... Mm-hmm. We have so much new information about about the world, yeah. kind of what's going on, uh, who our characters are and where they come from, especially, you know, Gus. Uh, so this was a nice, it was a nice trip back to explain everything before what I feel is going to be a very uh, heavy hitting finale next next episode. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's there's so many things that were unpacked for us this episode, you know, like I feel like in some ways not a lot happened in this episode, but we did get a lot of questions answered. I think this was kind of one of those world building in preparation for probably the next shoe to fall in the in the following episode. Um but like, you know, there was a lot of cute moments. You know, I think the the meet cute in some ways of of mm-hmm. Richard and Gertrude is her name and she goes by Bertie. Um was yeah. was cute enough and, and nice enough, you know, like Richard is a he works as a janitor at some big pharma biotech company and uh his I guess partner, the person he ends up meeting, this woman Bertie, she's a scientist, she's a, a geneticist at this company. Um and yeah, even you know, the cold open for the episode is them drilling for ice in Alaska. You know, like if you're familiar with the comic, you kind of know that eventually things start to lead to Alaska. Alaska becomes a very important part of the entire story. Um and so to see them, you know, kind of twist and turn the origins of this book into something slightly different to work within the confines, I think what Netflix was trying to do with this show was was interesting. Um, because again, 
I feel like we've gotten through six episodes and now seven where at no point do I feel like the spirit of the comic is lost. At no point do I feel like the changing of details absolutely derails everything or gets away from the central meaning of the Sweet Tooth comic. Um, you know, I, a lot of things... You know, I finished book three earlier today. I was saying this to, to Danny before we started read, or recording today. Um that I, I finished book three and I had to like sit and recover because the end, that last two volumes of uh, Sweet Tooth are really, really heavy. And it reminded me of a lot of details of the end of this book that are actually getting slowly revealed in this first season, which I think is an interesting way to tell a lot of the stories. One of those things I want to call out is the guy Jimmy is actually a character in the comic that I completely forgot about. Um, and he meets up with uh, Jefford at one point in the comic and they have... He's an important character in the moment of giving Jeopard a little bit more inspiration to do things. And I think we saw that in the show. And while Jimmy's character is drastically different in the show, um, the core meaning of his character stayed the same. And I, I think we keep seeing that over and over. While the, the actual individual plot points of the story have changed quite a bit, I don't think there are no, any details that are being left out. Um, they just are slightly reinterpreted. Um but yeah, this you know this episode had a lot going on in it, and in terms of <clears throat> just answering world building questions. So I don't know, Danny, what were some of your your highlights in this episode when it comes to that stuff? I, I gotta say the the opening was pretty strong. This show got really sci fi really fast, and and I think the opening like <laughs> I got yeah. vibes of like the th- the thing. Oh sure, uh, obviously oh, sure. not as not not as creepy, but I mean the you know the the main points are there, uh, and as soon as they pull the eyes. Uh, you know, because you hear you hear all these things about like the exploration of the the Arctic and mm-hmm. the, and Antarctica and stuff, and like that's where viruses that are super old could have lived, you know, a long time ago, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it could be released by us messing around with with that, and then global warming melting the ice caps and all that. Uh, so obviously that all kind of stems from what the idea of the exploration was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- that was really interesting. I like I said, I, I love that we got a lot of answers as to what's going on with the pretty much everything leading up to the sick and the creation of hybrids. Although there's still a few questions there. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the main point is like this company, uh, it, they're kind of responsible for everything, right? Uh, it's a kind of a ripple effect of everything that that happened. It's because of whatever they were doing and the research that Birdie was working on. Yeah, and you know, and I think that it's it's. <clears throat> still a question of was it this company that did it was it the military intervening what what was the this the trigger that caused the army to you know or the military to suddenly come in you know during the the story that we got between uh Pubba and and Birdie which I thought was interesting because it it leaves things open to interpretation to understand and maybe try to figure out like you know what what did they cause this viral outbreak and that's why the military stepped in or did the military step in because of the, they wanted to control this substance for you know biological warfare and even even Birdie's drive as to why she wants to go save and stop these people is is a little uncertain until we get to the actual moment. And as I was watching the episode, I was like, what does she know that, that we don't, you know? And as someone who like knew where Gus came from, you know, didn't have a belly button, things like that from the comic, I knew that this moment was probably going to come to pass, but I genuinely didn't think it was going to happen so soon. Um, so it's really, it's really interesting to see that, I don't know, the drive of these characters, the relationship that they have, like, his quote-unquote mother is this woman that, you know, or Gus's quote-unquote mother is is this woman that his dad had only met once, and they had had a great night together, it seemed. Like, they got along really well. They both liked the Grateful Dead, 
which is cool. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. And but like you know, she just hands this kid off to Papa and he Richard, and he has to take it and run with this kid. And like, there's a lot of questions that I have about timelines and about all sorts of things. But you know, the the overall simple story of this episode is is them meeting and kind of having a good time and enjoying each other's company to the point where it seemed like things were maybe going to get better for them. Maybe they do meet up. Maybe we don't know. And I I like the the mystery of that because while Gus and we see Gus and Richard drive off at the end and they're leaving and heading to wherever they end up in the in the preserve um, or not the preserve the like nature area where they we open the show with um, we don't necessarily know how much time has passed and I think again this is another one of those really clever tricks that I think the creators and the producers of the show have done where uh, or writers of the show they've they've really masked a lot of things to go did six months pass did two days pass you'll never know because did Gus just get handed off to this guy and then he just started driving away from the city <laughs> or was there a moment where got, you know Richard got to meet up with Bertie again one more time after she did whatever she needed to do because we know that she got out of that facility right because if we cut back to the Gus storyline and we look at what what was happening there that conversation that Gus and Bear and uh Jeopard have with Judy the woman at his mom's house um yep. says that she does um so yeah, I don't know, man. I'm 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 all over the place. I got so many questions still. Yeah, no, I mean same same here. But I do want to say I love the stuff at the bar. I thought it was like that's the kind of stuff that I was kind of hoping for a little bit more. And maybe last week that even though we were just kind of it was a character piece um, or a character scene or a sequence, mm-hmm. like you know they're so. I mean, Will Forte is very likable. Uh, I think Amy Simons, I think plays Birdie. She's mm-hmm. also very good. Like their chemistry is really good. I can, like, I could believe that in one day, they would. I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that they would fall in love, but at least they would form a bond that would kind of lead them to like, yeah, let's go save this kid and and try to play from there. You know, because that's a those are high risk. Uh, everything that they did after that night was pretty high risk, especially. Uh, Puba taking taking uh, Gus. It's really interesting. I mean, I again, I, I totally agree with you on their relationship. I think that there is a there was an extremely wholesome, just everything about their meeting up, right? And I think we in a lot of the things I've seen Will Forte in, I kind of expected him to just kind of be a dork. I kind of expected for him to like flub or for there to be some awkwardness. But I think we actually got a really nice portrayal of just two people meeting and really clicking and them having a good time no one being too extreme no one being too weird even when they touched on kind of harsher subjects there wasn't like a resentment in the conversation there wasn't any added drama um and i think that's really rare to see in some in television sometimes because there wasn't like an extreme lust or an extreme like connection between the two of them there was just a natural growth over a series of drinks and conversations that felt really real to me and i i I really appreciated the way that that was portrayed because i was waiting for that other typical tv moment to happen where you'd see something weird and then they'd have to fix it and there would be a drama between the two of them but that just never happened and reflecting upon it now i'm just like that was just nice this is a nice little story yeah yeah for sure i mean like i said the whole sequence is great them kind of they that's the way I kind of enjoy exposition where it's not, it doesn't feel like they're just telling you stuff. Like even though they really just start having a conversation mm-hmm. that's that I feel like that's the better way to do it as opposed to just kind of saying it out loud or whatever, or even having the narrator fill in some of the gaps. 
uh, yeah. which have they done sometimes in the past. Yeah. Well, uh, we didn't even get any narrator in this episode, did we? Like just a little bit at the beginning and a okay. little at the end, but yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But in other episodes, definitely there have been like, we just need to fill in this moment. <laughs> Something silent's going to mm-hmm. happen. So we're going to add narration to it. Uh, or like, here's how you should kind of feel about the sequence coming up. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. But, but yeah, you know, in, in, in terms of the storyline between Gus and Jeopard and Bear, you know, it, to me, it was definitely the B plot of the episode because we just, they needed to get to where they need to be. It turns out that the only house that has fire coming from it is his mom's, you know, serendipitous. I think that's great. Uh, you know, great in that it's it's not great. But, uh, you know, the, they, the fact that they were able to find his mom's house and get some of these answers, you start to see some things about there was an attic key that Gus's mom had left behind. So, like I said, she gets out of the situation that we saw her last in um, in the flashback. So I'm curious to know, you know, what else transpired and where did she go? You know, like this episode left me with so many questions about her story that I, I desperately need to know more. And I have a very strong feeling we're not going to get all those answers by the end of this season, especially with only one episode left. Yeah, that was a, a very attack on Titan of, of the story <laughs> to leave a key for. for us. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, extremely funny to me as I've been reading, you know, twenty plus volumes of that over the past week or so. Um, but no, I, 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 yeah, I think, I think the the Gus story was, you know, I, I, I really like that he was really acting like I would expect a kid to react to all that stuff. Yeah, the questions that he had, but he, but he's smart enough to understand, like, wait, that's me in the pictures. What's going on? Where's my dad? Why is he not? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he was willing to accept that he was kind of made in this science project but he i I think in his mind it was always his dad and mom together right doing it right where we find out that that uh, richard was actually just a janitor Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. at the research facility as opposed to a scientist um so yeah i mean all the all the questions that gus had and even the conversation that bear has about uh, you know, being adopted and and what does that mean in, in regards to your parents and how you see them? Mm-hmm. Uh, like all that stuff <clears throat> about found family. That's a big theme for this show overall. Like it's been for, for throughout the whole thing. I think. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I think what's what makes this show really interesting is that Gus, for the most part, up until this episode, has kind of dealt with everything with like a hugely positive vibe. You know, like one of the notes that I had was there was a line that um. Gus says, I, I didn't write the exact quote down, but, you know, they're they're talking to, uh, Jeopard and Bear are talking to Gus, and they're like, you know, being pretty negative and just like, hey, kids, you need to lower your expectations, all this stuff. And he's like, just because you guys don't believe in anything or have hope about anything doesn't mean I have to give up on everything and not have hope, you know? I, I, I thought that was such an interesting thing to to figure out you know like where did this kid get this this optimism you know is it something that he got from his dad is it something that's just inherently within him i mean you know we've seen episodes where we they you know previous episode when we first met bear and they talked about leaders and stuff i think reflects back on gus consistently and you know like jeopard while being an adult is following this kid you know he's he's not just trying to support him he's not just trying to protect him he's following gus because there's something to him that that makes him very special you know uh and i think us getting that that actual literal moment of him saying i don't understand why i why you guys think it's so bad for me to be optimistic um 
was like a really powerful moment, even though in the end he was frustrated. But I don't think that that ruined his optimism. I think it just made him upset that his expectations of what he thought or who he thought his parents were was not what he, you know, what it was actually true. And I, I can totally mm-hmm. understand that, you know, like it's, it's very much a relatable thing to find out that your parents were different thing you're different people than they thought they were, or you thought they were, you know, as, as children, we think our parents are these infallible people with no problems, I think. And as we get older, we find out, oh no, they're just regular humans. In the case of Gus, maybe it's a little bit more extreme. Oh, my parents weren't together. Oh, I was grown in a lab. Oh, all sorts of different revelations in quick succession. But uh, I think his frustration is a relatable one. And it's, it's nice to see him express that and not just be blindly happy, you know? Yep. Yeah, no, that, that I completely agree with all that. I think that the way Gus is reacting, it's very on character. And I think that's the good thing about the way that he's been portrayed this whole time. Like, it's not like it's a sudden change of attitude. That's Gus. That's what Gus has been pretty much since day one, since we met him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he can react negatively to to challenges, but uh, that's to be expected. I don't think it's out of uh, out of character. So, I, I appreciate the writers being consistent uh, with Gus, and and even with the uh, with uh, Bear and and Jepper, like. They they've always tried to kind of protect Gus from himself and from the things around them, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately this time they really can't because the truth hurts sometimes and then that's just you know you just got to deal. Yeah. So I mean beyond that I mean the, the, I have just have a lot of questions about this episode, mm-hmm. Danny. I don't know if you had any other points you wanted to make about things you liked or disliked, but I just want to go yeah. into the probably dozen questions that I have. I want to talk about eggs. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, no, I mean, okay. I mean. I think I really found the whole thing, like the explanation of how the sick came to be, which we still mm-hmm. don't have a full picture, but I think they gave us enough pieces that we can put something together that looks like an explanation, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, they, they found this this virus in, in the ice and then brought it back and started working on it. Mm-hmm. Now, how Gus came to be from that, I think that may be something that we'll, we'll explore. Uh, hopefully, we'll explore um i mean if they if they go the route of the comic book it's gonna be quite the exploration i'll just say that okay (laughs) because it it seems very different than just uh what they were doing with the chicken eggs Mm -hmm. uh right like at least the explanation maybe maybe that's all she could really tell uh richard about what she was doing um but yeah i mean this whole thing of like and richard has the right question what happens if you fertilize or or you inject the wrong egg Mm-hmm. with the wrong thing mm-hmm. um and and now we kind of see the consequences of all that i do believe that the military or whoever came in to take over her project was probably the actual party responsible for for this thing getting out i don't i don't believe it was birdie's fault mm-hmm. or at least not the team that was working on it uh but but yeah i'm sure it was some kind of military application for this virus that obviously went away so um but that also drives the question like so it, it it was the sick that made the hybrids not the other way around right well and there's also i mean i i'm trying to level it in my head is that you know are they is the coincidence of or is the 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 appearance of hybrids and the sick still a coincidence right i mean Again, I finished this the story earlier today in, in the comic form. I kind of know what the deal is. I have a strong feeling that this show is not going to lean into the, I'll just say, more mystical side of things. It seems pretty semi-science-based, at least so far. Uh, there is a question of, like, 
people, I think Bear and Jeopard say it, like, Fort Smith, like, isn't that where they say the virus started, the six started? Like, who's to say this isn't just all propaganda, right? To hide this yeah. this emergence of this thing. You know, if the military goofs something up, why wouldn't they just point it at this lab and say, yeah, that's where it all started, you know? Uh, but, but again, to your point, like, the, the you know, injecting the eggs and all that stuff, that's just people wildly experimenting. But, you know, you probably wouldn't inject into eggs and then release the chickens of something that you knew was going to be, like, infectious. Uh, which is why I think Birdie's concern was that the government was going to pay less attention to things which kind of gets into a bigger conversation about like who's more responsible the u.s government or the government governments in general or private firms who are doing science and yada yada yada. but that's maybe not for this podcast (laughs) uh yeah but yeah i just i don't know i i think that to me there's there's more to that story as to how the sick actually came to be i still feel like it's almost too coincidental um like the creation of hybrids and the sick appearing all at once unless who knows? Depending on how close they stick to the story of the comic, I mean, maybe we'll find out like whether or not those things are related because they are and they aren't in the comic. I'll just say that. Right. Yeah. Right, right now, my theory is that Gus was made in the lab, but and then the 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 sick or whatever the virus was also was developed there. Right. Uh, and then the virus led to the hybrids, not the other way around, because those the hybrids were being born from people. After the sick was kind of out and about, right. Uh, so it, it may come from the, it may stem from the same virus, but I think the sick and the hybrids may be an offshoot of the same thing. Um, going mm-hmm. back to that thing they pulled from the ice. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. So we'll see. I'm 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 excited to see in the future. Yeah. Even if it's, I don't think it'll pay off this season, but I think um, hopefully this show continues because I don't think we've announced any, they've announced anything for more seasons. But yeah, hopefully this show continues, and if not, I'll just have to. Go read the comics. I mean, yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting to to think, you know, this and this kind of leads into a lot of the questions that I had, you know, like uh, one of the ones being if Gus was the oldest hybrid or the first hybrid, because I think that's kind of the thing that we've sort of semi-established, and I'm saying that because yeah. we haven't truly established it, is that Gus is the oldest hybrid anyone has ever seen, right? Um, the thing that I found interesting about this episode is that when when you know, Richard is driving with Gus in the back seat. Gus is still qu- quite literally a baby, you know, like an infant, like less than six months old. And on the radio, he you hear people saying, you hear them saying, oh, the hybrids have been, you know, round, they're rounding up the hybrids. And I'm like, how many of these darn kids have been born, you know? was Gus made or however he was you know born in this lab and then suddenly every baby after that became a hybrid um there's there's kind of an uncertainty in that and I think in the in the comic it's a bit clear in the final issues how that actually comes to pass but again it all kind of depends on how deep and hard this this show is going to lean into the comic on in that regard because again while I feel like all the elements are there the storyline has changed a bit um to, to mm-hmm. calculate into everything. So who knows how much, how much they're going to change. Again, we will hopefully find out either in the next episode or in the following seasons how deep they're going to go into that. But that that was one of my big questions. I, I don't know if you found that to be odd, um, but that that's whole sequence of Papa running away with Gus was, was very quick. And so I, I tried to capture as many details as I could. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be... And like you mentioned with the timeline, like it could have been... A thing that happened immediately or over a couple mm-hmm. of or even a few months or maybe enough months for like hybrids to start being born. Uh, if if like, let's say the, the virus went out and anybody that was already pregnant, like 
the baby's just trying to hybrids. Right. So who knows? Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it takes a long time to make kids, apparently. So um, we'll, we'll yeah. see. Like, and that that was the thing that I was thinking is like, how far spread was this hybrid thing? Was it localized to where this lab was? Was it you know global? Was it is it something else? And you know, I don't I don't expect this show to necessarily answer that question. But clearly, the whole like United States fell apart, and hybrids were a known you know commodity or known thing um, in pretty much every part of the United States. At least that's kind of the implication. Um, yeah. The way that that everybody acts about hybrids. So, no next next episode, I want just maps and graphs and uh, diagrams. <laughs> you just want a, like a forty minute TED talk breaking down track, all of the yeah, just a, yeah. a tracker explaining everything. So yeah, I I hundred percent. We'll get that very detailed New York Times dashboard um, that explains everything, like the growing number of hybrids in every state and county. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm sure Lemire knows Hickman. He can probably help him put something together. Yes, I love that. That's fantastic. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so the the last question that I had about this episode, and I kind of touched on it, is like, who is this Judy woman that was at Birdie's house, and how did Birdie save her life? You know, like, because she said that like she saved her life in the house, um, yeah. But like, to to what end, right? Like, how long was his her mom was Gus's mom staying at this house or in the area before she fled? Is she still alive? Like, there's so many. So many unknowns about that that I I was just like we're just gonna gloss over it and I mean Bear and and Jeopard were like there's more to this Judy lady than we know which makes me worried that this is gonna be like a she's one of the last men or something like that but uh yeah I I don't know if you if you found that to be a little odd because I feel like they just glossed over her character despite her being this pivotal thing like living in his mom's house and knowing his mom you know yeah no I hope there's more to her character than just being the lady that's there to tell Gus that his mom's not there. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah you know uh i but uh, yeah I, I mean we we know their co-workers even though like aware that she didn't really know i guess she, no she knew rich she knew both richard and birdie mm-hmm. uh, so we know she worked with them we don't know what she did really uh or or yeah like how she ended up at her house or or yeah i don't know that's a big question i think and uh i i really hope that judy has Maybe the next piece for Gus and the the group to mm-hmm. to go uh, send them on their way to try to find Birdie. Uh, I know she said she didn't know where she was, but I'm sure she she has to know something. Um, yeah. Or, and what I really hope doesn't happen is that she's already called the last man as yeah. they're kind yeah. of like you know going through all this stuff. Uh, well, and then they're going to get ambushed next episode. Yeah, the, I mean, and this this kind of begs the question of like, where is Abbott? Where did Abbott take Singh? You know, and, and his wife. How close to that is is it to Essex City? Because if you if you remember, I think it was the last episode or maybe the episode before when Singh's house was about to get burned down. Him and Ronnie are tied up. I think that was two episodes ago. Uh, the, the back of somebody's coat said like Ridgedale Greens or something. I can't remember. Is that a city? Is that a neighborhood in Essex City? Like, we don't know. So, we like, the, the yeah. geography of this yeah. world is so unknown to us that I think, I mean, again, and it's genius because it keeps us guessing, keeps us wondering, um, but how close is Abbott? How close are is is, is Wendy and, and Bobby? You know, like, they, they were escaping in the sewers. How long ago was that? So many things and in, in, in pieces of the story need to get tied up hopefully in the next episode that i want to see it you know finished up this season i just i, I desperately want to watch the last episode of this danny i can't wait for next week <laughs> oh, it was, listen i know i know we keep saying this every episode but 
It was hard not to just continue watching the Dude, <laughs> I was so close. I almost let that Netflix bar fill up. I was just like, this yeah. is going to happen. I'm going to have to break the news on the episode tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's why I watch it. I watch it very close to recording. Uh, so I know I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, no, no, I can't. So, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, I- I'm super excited. Uh, uh, I'm just excited too that we got through a whole season of doing uh, this and watching the show without, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been spoiled with anything, and which is a little upsetting that people aren't. I don't feel like people watch this show as much. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then again, it could be just thanks to the the Netflix model of dump and binge. Uh, that we, yeah, we missed know, all like, the spoilers. Yeah, people talked about it for like a week or two mm-hmm. or whatever, and then everyone moved on with their lives. Um, well, we don't move at that speed. We yeah, don't. We move at the Disney right. Plus speed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but who knows? I know. I know. Kate. She said she watched the whole thing. So mm-hmm. hopefully she'll come back next week and talk to us about the the season too. Because uh, I'm, I'm excited. I I wonder what kind of questions she came up with too. Uh, seeing kind of how we all have different levels of knowledge of both the comic and and the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least the show will all be caught up at the same t- place. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping. You know, I'm excited for next week. Clearly, um, and and mostly just. I got. I'm really, really curious to know where they're going to end this season because I feel like we've had a lot of questions, we've gotten a lot of answers, but at the same time, there are some big plot threads that they've been laying down that we haven't been touching on at all. Like Abbott's whole ordeal; he's got this whole military operation. You know, where did Doctor Singh go? You know, whatever happened to Wendy and Bobby and the rest of the uh, the hybrids? And it, it, I think I know where some of it's going, but at the same time, where Gus and Jeopard and Bear are is a totally different plot or totally different spot in the comic storyline. So there's so many potential like things that can happen and where this season can end. It's, it's, it's infuriating and extremely exciting (laughs) to me, at least even from the little, from the one volume I read, like we've gone in a completely different direction, Mm -hmm. even if we hit the same points, like you mentioned. So yeah, I'm excited next week when we finish the show, I'll probably keep reading the book. Um, Yeah. You should. Yeah, because I, I do want to know, like, you know, kind of compare and, and, and all that against the show. And then also get more excited because hopefully, like I said, we do get more seasons after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fingers crossed on the announcement of season two. But we will talk about all of that next week when we wrap up season one. As we've said, we're clearly very excited. But um, I guess before we wrap up here, Danny, where can folks find you on the Internet? Just go to Twitter and type in add next issue pod. Uh, you can you can find the link to our YouTube channel and everything there where we do movie review movie reviews trailers and just talk about all kinds of nerdy stuff. Yeah, it's it's you guys are you guys are pumping out videos constantly. I'm I'm always impressed by how much you guys are dropping every week. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at Mike Rappin, and you can follow the show at IRCB Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, this episode first aired on Patreon and is possible because of our wonderful patrons joined today for exclusive episodes like the IRCB Movie Club, Saga of Saga, and more. Plus, you can get early access to this show as well as the regular IRCB show. Make sure you jump on the IRCB Discord so you can come and talk with me and Danny about the final episode of Season 1 of Candy Bar Antler Boy, as well as listen to other episodes of our show live and just chat comics and all sorts of other things with us. That's at ircbpodcast.com slash discord. The IRCB Candy Bar logo is by the Sam DS music for this episode is the beautiful cs by robert farmer i want to say thanks again to danny for joining me and thanks to everyone at home for listening and until next time comics are good and so are you